0: In the movie, Rookie of the Year, a true classic, we experience and watch something improbable, impossible take place on the big screen. But what about in life? Do we believe in the impossible, in the improbable, in the miraculous? And as followers of Jesus, should we? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It Podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports, and today in movies that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton, and we have got a special edition of the podcast today as we are taking a look back at one of the very best movies of all time. That's right, Rookie. Of the year, Henry Rowan Gardner. If you've never seen this movie, stop the po- podcast, go watch it now, then come back and and enjoy the podcast. But we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna talk about the movie, and then we're gonna talk about the parallels uh, to our own lives and and the Bible. And so we're uh, we're gonna have a great time today. So really appreciate you being with us. Uh, it's the summer. It's a chance to do do something a little bit different. Uh, and and you know the sports world it calms down a little bit. We have a couple weeks before training camps. Get going. And, and I will say, Summer League's been fun. I've enjoyed that. The NBA free agency and all the craziness there, that was great as well. Uh, but this is a little opportunity we have to, uh, to talk sports movies uh, here in the summer. Uh, be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. There you can subscribe to our Monday, Wednesday, Friday devotional. And you can read the devotional that, that we wrote about Rookie of the Year. Uh, and then also coming up this month, we've got Fantasy Football Fridays. Yes. So the devotional will feature some fantasy-related devotionals. And also it's an encouragement to check out Fantasy Football Fellowship. So the podcast returns this week. We've got tons of content on fantasyfootballfellowship.com. It's designed for your league, your church, to to, to start a league, under the umbrella of fantasy football fellowship. And so all the details, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. This podcast is brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. We're so excited about their partnership and and their continued support of uh, our ministry. Uh it's delicious coffee. I've been drinking the the light roast uh lately and it's fantastic. I, I've been having it with this uh almond butter little breakfast bar that I that I like and Oh, it's complimenting it well. So delicious Sugar Creek Coffee. Uh, SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK, and you'll save money. And we always encourage you to, to buy two bags at a time. That's a, that's what I do. Uh, it helps helps with the shipping. And and so, again, SugarCreekCoffee.com, promo code UNPACK. And at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artisan-roasted coffee, and they don't roast until you actually place an order. And so check them out, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Promo code unpack. All right, Luke. Middle of the summer. Here we are. When I think back uh, to, to growing up in the summer, it was, you know, outside playing and maybe on a rainy day, it was watching the greatest sports movies ever made. And it seems like, especially for kids, those were made in the 90s, back in '93. Rookie of hmm. the year came out. You were too young at the moment uh, at that time, but it lives on generation after generation. So, so tell me your, your memory of, of rookie of the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 97 baby and rookie of the year still was pivotal in my childhood <laughs> sports, watching uh, movies. We were talking before the show, some of these sports movies in the nineties, kids love them. Adults love them. It, every age bracket loved these movies. A the Rookie of the Year, when you go back and watch it, it's hilarious still for me. As a kid, it was amazing. The idea that this young kid could throw over 100 miles an hour, like, that's amazing. I'm playing baseball. Could this happen for me? And even now, I look back at it, there's still so many funny scenes to laugh at, to love. It It definitely holds up.
0: No question, and, and I think the, the number of great characters helps any movie, but especially this one. Like even his mom is a great character. The boyfriend of the mom is a hilarious, hateable character. Uh, of course, the, the pitching coach, uh, Daniel Stern, uh, he's awesome in this movie. He's the director of the movie. Uh, the, all the different players that are on the Cubs with mm-hmm. Henry Rowan Gardner, uh, those guys are great. You know, Gary Busey. Uh, the, the pitcher in the movie and, and yeah. the future uh, kind of boyfriend of, of Henry's mom. And so even Henry's like buddies from school and Hilarious. just all along the way, it's like all the, all the characters are great. And then the one-liners and so many of them, they, I still use them in my, in my day-to-day life. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just funny. Uh, you heat up the ice cubes, you know, it's just <laughs> it's one thing after another. That's right. And, and it's just, it, it's a special, movie in this you know certain time period especially when you know the cubs weren't very good and you know they hadn't won their you know world series that they won what 10 years ago or whatever it is now um and so that was part of the i think even as a kid i liked the cubs because of this movie too you were mm-hmm. kind of drawn mm-hmm. to them uh yep. even though they weren't at that time great and in the movie they were especially bad as well
1: yeah i mean yeah, the one that scene when the, the announcer i mean Henry throws the ball from the outfield to home plate. And the broadcaster just says, this is the problem with the Cubs. There's more talent in the stands than there is on the field. And it's so funny. And, you know, one-liners, I've been saying, time to let the big dog eat for years. And I almost forgot
0: that I got that from Rookie yep. of the Year, from Brickma. It's hilarious. Uh oh. I know. It's just, it's so funny. One of my favorite lines is, he's my client. of <laughs> the, the boyfriend. And then he gets punched. And so yep. that's hilarious. And um, I, I one of my favorite scenes, too, is when Henry's on the plane and his first trip away. I mean, this is a 12-year-old going on a road trip with a bunch of professional athletes. Are you kidding yep. me? And he you know, leaves his mom behind. And, and so I find that that hilarious. And then the, the boat scene, because I love being on a boat, they got this, you know, the 12 year old kids trying to make a boat work, bringing some girls from school out on the boat. H- hilarious. And and so uh, scene after scene, it, it's fun. And, and and you alluded to it, kind of the the, the concept of, of today's podcast and, and what we'll focus on is, you know, it's an outrageous premise and plot that somebody breaks his arm and the, the tendons become too tight. And it creates this, this force and speed <laughs> that he's able to pitch over 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So that's impossible, right? That's, out, that's outrageous. Then, not only does that happen, but then as a 12-year-old, he makes it to the Cubs. They find <laughs> him. He gets an opportunity. He actually plays. And then they actually win. And he does well. And he gets the guys to kind of rally around. him.
1: He's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's the glue to the team. All of a sudden
0: he's the, he's the spark. He's exactly what they needed. So the, uh, you know, even for the, for the Cubs. And it was funny on the, uh, on the movie poster. It it actually, it says the Chicago Cubs needed a miracle. They got Henry Rowan Gardner. And so that was the other miracle. The miracle that the Cubs actually started winning games as bad Hmm. as they were. And that, you know, Gary Busick's character, uh, Chet Stedman, that he was struggling, kind of the veteran pitcher, he gets his juice back because he was Henry's favorite player. Henry mm. factors into that. So all these different impossible, improbable, miraculous moments throughout the, the, the movie uh, happen, and we get to see it and, and witness it. And as kids, that's, that's part of what we love. And we watch these movies, and we think, wow, Is it is that possible? Could that happen? Could that happen to me? What Mm -hmm. what if I broke my arm? I ended up breaking my ankle. It did not help me. Didn't help you jump? No, I still can't dunk. (laughs) However, the the other day I went to the trampoline park with the girls, and I was dunking again. I was dunking (laughs) on the trampoline, baby. He's back. Slam ball is back. (laughs) So I'm I'm going to try out for slam ball now. Oh,
1: I, I would pay lots of money to see that slam ball in itself is. Glorious watching Bryce Johnson play slam ball. Now that's a moneymaker right there.
0: Yeah. Trampolines make you, make you athletic. So trampolines make the impossible possible. I'm dunking (laughs) the ball again, but, but no, the idea that, that, yeah, this, this kid uh, who wasn't very good at baseball, Henry Rowan Gardner was not good at baseball on his little league team, Mm -hmm. then breaks his arm and then becomes a top pitcher in major league baseball. It's, it's ridiculous, outrageous, improbable, and awesome and awesome and, yep and, and, awesome and, and, then, and when we watch yeah. it
1: it's there's no conception of oh okay what is this this doesn't make sense we're locked in i'm still <laughs> locked in watching this movie
0: and even the way that they they use some of the uh, uh what's it called he threw the ball up in the air the fate all these different yeah yeah the plays. hidden ball
1: trick and
0: Pinball trick, yes. Yeah. So those those things, you know, in today's game, it's like, oh, that's impossible. They wouldn't be able to do that, or they they couldn't pull that off. But man, in that movie, we get to see it. Yeah. To celebrate it, and so so it's fun. And so uh, we could talk about the movie all day, and you could go scene by scene, and and just you know recite the one liners and and everything else. And and so hopefully we're all encouraged to go watch a little bit. I was watching some of the some of the clips, but. Um, but anyway, when it, when it comes to our, our own lives as kids, we, we believe in the, the impossible and, and we believe in the improbable. And then as we grow up, what happens? We, we kind of lose it a little bit. We don't really have the same belief anymore and kind of you know, wild things happening in, in life. And you know, we lose that belief. And, and what do we do? We focus on Limitations we focus on the the harsh realities of life and and for me i even think back when i graduated college i used to email anyone that i could you know that i wanted to get in touch with like i would reach out to at the time i was in you know radio and i was reaching out to radio people and they would they would get back to me and i always believed that they would <laughs> i had this idea and and now all these years later i, I later i have to admit that I now allow doubt and fear, and I'm hesitant to to sometimes reach out to people. Or I, I've, I've now over the years I've, I have had some rejection, and I don't want to f- experience rejection, and so I'm hesitant. It's like ah, I don't know. I don't really believe that that person's going to get back to me, or I talk myself out of it and say, ah, yeah, they don't, they don't want to hear from me, or they'll probably say no, and all the, all those kinds of things. And so as we grow up, we become jaded, we become you know just less believing. And here's the deal. As followers of Jesus, we need, to, we need to get back to and we need to remain believing in him for the miraculous, for the improbable, for the impossible. And no, not just crazy stuff in our, in our lives and, oh, I'm going to be the president or I'm going to be a, a, a billionaire, or, you know, stuff like that. It's believing in the impossible and the improbable according to his plans and purposes not not selfish motives not outrageous you know self driven am- ambition type stuff but in the day to day to a certain extent but really from a spiritual standpoint from you know key issues in our lives that we're dealing with we can absolutely believe in the god who loves us who's faithful who's all powerful to come through and to do the impossible and for the breakthroughs that then we look around and go, there's no way. This is impossible. What, what the, how, how am I going to get through this? How, how, how is anything good going to come from this? No, we serve a God who is, who is able, and we have to believe that and trust that. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll lead with this uh, these couple of verses in Ephesians 3, 20, 21. It says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more then we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so he is able, he is able. Do we believe that? Do we believe in the impossible in the, in the improbable, in the miraculous because he's able So, do we believe? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Luke.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, I think you bring up a great point on, you know, the older we get, it's easy to become jaded. You know, things happen to us. And it's kind of this this snowball effect of, it, with times of suffering, hardship, we're uh, hurt, even the good things, excitement. These things can, if we're not careful, if we're not continuing to daily follow Jesus, we have God's people surrounded us, we're in the Word. If we're not doing those things... Our belief about God can slowly change, so difficult things happen to us. Now we're tempted to believe, maybe God's not that good, or maybe God's not that in control. And then once that starts to happen, now, well, if God's not good or is not in control, well, I, He can't really do the miraculous. He can't really work in this outcome, in this situation. He can't bring this about. And then it continues to snowball, and then before we know it, it's uh, hopelessness, no peace, we're insecure, anxious. It's like, wait, how did I get here? Well, first, our belief about God started to wane, correct belief, and then that caused us to believe that there is hopelessness in all of these situations we find ourselves in. So it's important to really go back to what the Word of God says. And it's absolutely true that God is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think there's one commentary that says it is impossible to petition god for too much because mm-hmm. his capacity to give fa- to give far exceeds the believer's ability to ask or imagine how yeah. incredible is that reality that for us sometimes it's hard to put our thoughts into words because sometimes our thoughts exceed our words if we're trying to explain this reality but god's ability to do the unthinkable and unimaginable, that exceeds our thoughts, which is an incredible reality. And I think the uh, one of the amazing evidences of this, that God is able to do and accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think, is in this chapter, in verse 18, I think we take for granted the reality that we, we can comprehend things of God. Mm. Like the God of this universe has chosen to reveal himself to us. Now, we've don't come anywhere close to fully comprehending God, but the reality that we're able to understand some of him, that we're able to be in relationship with him, that we're able to be loved by him, we're able to love him, we're able to follow him, we take that for granted. But that alone is a miracle that God has supernaturally worked in our lives, Mm. that us so small. Wait, we can actually know the creator of this world. I, I think let's not take that for granted. That is a key evidence that no, I can actually know God because He's allowed that to happen. Oh, well, of course that He can do these other amazing things. I just think we we take that for granted.
0: Amen. No, and I think yeah, we've got to reorient ourselves and and just remind ourselves of of His power. And, and of his, his might and his, his ability that, that yeah, far exceeds what, what we're able to, to grasp. And that's the kind of God we want to serve, right? We don't want to serve a limited God or, or definitely not ourselves, which we've talked about recently how limited we are. We know how weak we are. And, and so as we, you know, I was actually having this conversation with a buddy the other day. It's not so much that we have childlike faith. Where, because it, there, there's almost a an immaturity to that, right? But we're like a child in that there are those those certain characteristics that a child has. We need to operate as followers of Jesus mm-hmm. because we we trust we trust fully. You know, I think about my little daughter. You know, hey, do you trust me? Do you trust me? You know, jump jumps into my arms and um, she believes that you know how strong <laughs> I am because you know things that look impossible to her. Wow, Daddy, you were able to to grab that because I'm so tall, you know, compared to her. And so, <laughs> so we need to we need to remember some of those things where, yeah, my God can do that. My God is able because He's a big God. He's a powerful God. And so I'm, you know, like a child, I, I trust in Him and and mm-hmm. and believe that that He's He's capable of that. And so as kids, we're watching these sports movies, and yeah, we kind of I- accept the the impossible and and. Yeah, we believe that, that this, this can happen on the big screen. And so I think for us, though, with the perspective of, followers of Je- as followers of Jesus who understand God's word and understand his character, yes, we can step into our circumstances and view uh, you know, life through that lens of an unbelievable, all-powerful, miraculous, supernatural God mm-hmm. is, is the creator of the world who has made himself evident to us and personal to us is you know ultimately revealed himself through through Christ uh who came to earth and and died on the cross and rose again and that same power that uh raised Jesus from the grave now lives within us we we, we can tap into that power
1: yeah um, and it's it's that again it's that foundation that allows us to also believe that God in the circumstances of our daily lives can do the unthinkable because he already did the unthinkable, the reality that we have the Holy Spirit. That's right. That in verse 18 in chapter 3 of Ephesians, talked about that Paul's praying that we would know the love of Christ, that we'd be filled up with the fullness of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have knowledge of God. That is an unthinkable reality. So with this foundation, again, we every episode we talk about the gospel has to be foundational in this. Now that we believe that God's in the unthinkable in giving us His Holy Spirit, making us have relationship with Him, causing us to have relationship with Him, of course we can believe and trust that He can do the unthinkable in the circumstances and situations of our life. For His will, again, not for selfish gain like you said
0: earlier, but ultimately for our good. That's right. And and so this is the encouragement today, and I I absolutely believe this because I believe God is able. He can enter into the most improbable situations— relationally to restore marriages, to bring a, a wayward son, uh, back to him and, and some, you know, family relationships that have been fractured. God can restore those. He can heal people that are, you know, from a health standpoint, he can do it miraculously. He's doing it right now. As we're talking all over the world, miracles are happening. I absolutely believe it. And, and so with that, so we, we, I, I think we as followers of Jesus have to step our game up a little bit in that in that belief and, and to say, yeah, my God, my God is able to restore this. We also understand the more we mature in our faith, we know that he's capable of, we know, we trust that he's able to do it. And sometimes he chooses not to, and it doesn't take away from his power or his ability to do that. And so that's why you know we talk about being jaded or or you know those, those kinds of things, and we've seen, okay, well, why didn't God step into that and 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 this is one of the tougher things about being a follower of Jesus is to trust him in that to say that he was able, but in his goodness in his faithfulness, in his plan and purpose, he chose not to heal he chose not to to restore and and oftentimes it's you know a person's inability or unwillingness to to be restored and there's a lot of factors that go into it but but God's able God's able to move in the hearts of people people that are so far away from God and we think man it's impossible there's no way that person would ever follow Jesus. Oh you better believe it. Just this morning I was I'm reading through Acts the 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 story of Saul. He was killing Christians. Yeah. He was he was he was as far gone as you you could think and and Jesus met him on the road to Damascus changed his life, opened his eyes got the vision and boom now we now we got the New Testament thanks to Paul yeah good portion of it so anyway I go on and on but I'm passionate about it and we have to understand all you know kind of the different aspects to it but the message today is yes God still does miracles we read about it all through the Bible and it doesn't stop in the Bible mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is still alive and well and miracles are happening yeah so do we believe and are we seeking him and trusting him for that and, and to see him move in amazing ways?
1: I love that you bring up, uh, it it can be easy to doubt that God is able, if we perceive that he's not working in something, which God's always working. Now, we may not be able to see how he's working or understand how, but he is. And I think of this example, I I was at a Mavs game with one of my buddies, and we were eating before the game, and he was talking about how we were having a similar discussion to this on, you know... Trusting God to move in regards to, man, we've been praying for certain things for a long time. What's God going to do? And he talked about he had two uh, high school buddies, has two high school buddies he's still connected with. Both, when they were in high school together, um, they were not following Jesus. So my buddy had been praying for them for five, ten years. Mm. And within the last year, one of them is on now on fire for Christ uh-huh. and has given Amen. his life to Christ. Amen. And it had been hard for my friend to continue to believe, man, I've been praying for years for these guys. Now one of them is following Jesus and has given his life to Christ, and it's now given my buddy even greater confidence that that can happen for his other friend. But it's one of those things where it wasn't until years later, but God was able the whole time. It's in his perfect wisdom, his perfect timing. So it's when we we have to be aware that no God is always able but how he decides to enter in to these and situations when. and when is up to his perfect wisdom.
0: That's right. Absolutely. Now that and I'll I'll be very uh transparent too. Um I'm I'm trusting God for for a miracle and and just for some some breakthrough within unpacking it and and where we're at and like I talk about often, you know, the, the financial journey that I've been on kind of my whole life of trusting God to provide, I, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it right now, and I need, I need a miracle. No question about it. Our ministry needs, needs some miracles to, to happen, and I, I trust him with that. When things aren't happening, it's very easy for me to get frustrated with God, and I start to think, well, he's, he's withholding from me. Because I believe that God is all- powerful, I absolutely do, and I know that he can, I know that he can step in, and I know that he can do something amazing and miraculous and provide in, in a a way that only he can because he's done it. I've seen him faithful year after year over and over and over throughout my life, but in my weakness, there are times where I go man he's he's not moving he he's withholding what's going on and and i had a, a I actually had a breakthrough moment with one of my mentors the other day, and he was just telling me that God's not withholding because he's mad at me or because he doesn't love me. He's actually withholding because he loves me. And because he's got purposes and plans that I'm not aware of and and things that he's he's doing and working on that that there's there's a delay or there's you know something else is is happening and and he's withholding from a place of love. And and I forgot that and and lost sight of that. And and so just because something's not happening or he doesn't come through exactly the way that we want him to, when we want him to doesn't mean that he's not able. and doesn't mean that he's still not going to do something miraculous and supernatural for his glory. That's the key too. He's, he's doing things for his glory. And, and so we, we have to accept that, understand that and, and rest in his power and his love. And, 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 you know, too often we get, we get frustrated. So, um, that's where I'm at. So uh, hopefully that's encouraging to somebody today. Uh, a couple of verses as well. I wanted I wanted to share uh, Jeremiah 32:27. God says, "Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me?" And so, have we experienced God and witnessed Him moving in incredible ways throughout our lives, so that we can confidently answer no to that question: Is anything too hard for Him? No. Do we believe that? So he asked that question. Um, And then Matthew 19, 26, uh, but Jesus looked at them and said, with people, as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So do we believe it? Do we take Jesus at his word there? And and there are some major ramifications for what he's saying there too uh, as well, Luke.
1: Yeah, I think personally reflecting on is there anything too difficult for me or too hard for me, I think, I mean, it's an important practice for Christians to just reflect on what God's done in our lives. Now, this, this doesn't mean, it's, for some people, it's, I keep all my journals I've ever written, and I go back and read those. For some people, it's just, you know, taking a few minutes every now and then just to reflect on where God's brought you. And I think there's there's definitely certain sins, certain things I struggled with from 10 years ago to three years ago to one year ago, uh, even now as I'm reflecting on things I still struggle with, but things that I wasn't confident, how can I ever find freedom in this area? And now I walk in freedom. Mm. And I reflect on, there's no other explanation than God's Spirit transforming me to be to make me more like Christ. Mm. That is God mm. showing. Is anything too difficult for me? This sin struggle that had a grip over you, or this really difficult life situation that has had a grip over you. No, I'm bringing you through that, because he desires that. So I want to make an effort to actually reflect on that, to remind myself, no, God is able, because there were moments where I was thinking, now there's no way I can get out of this. There's no way I can find freedom from this sin. There's no way I can find freedom and, and move past this life circumstance that is just weighing me down. But he does, and it's happened so many times in my life, but I, I I, don't want to forget those. I want to consciously reflect on those to remind myself, God is absolutely able, and he
0: actually does. He does, and I, yeah, I've got a, a Rolodex, so to speak, of those times where God has shown up in such a significant, supernatural, outrageous, impossible, improbable way that it only points to him. And, and so when I find myself in those situations, even though doubt and, and fear can creep in when I get reoriented and, and have the right posture and perspective, I'm reminded, oh yeah, he's done this before. He could absolutely do it again. What's he gonna do now? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm waiting. I'm ready. And sometimes I have to wait a little bit longer, but, <laughs> I, but I know that I know that he's able. And and so you know, maybe you're listening today and you're like, ah, I just don't have, I'm not there yet. I don't have that kind of, that kind of belief. Well, I think a few things, if maybe you haven't noticed God showing up in in your life. So it's, it's, it is kind of looking back and saying, wait, Oh, okay. And asking God to kind of reveal that, Hey, here, mm-hmm. here are the times where I did come through for you. maybe it was even before you were a believer and you didn't realize what God was doing. And you look back at those moments, the miracles of life. Um, even if you think about miracles of life, just the birth, just think about birth for miracles for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, having two daughters, experience that firsthand. Um, I pulled Michaela out, by the way. Um, I got, I was real, I was very much a part of that one. Uh, with Maddie, I, I held Jody's leg, so I, I eased into it. Team effort. Um, but, but, but you, so you, you think back of your own life and then you also, you, you continue to go back to God's word and the miracles of Jesus, the the God's power revealed all throughout Scripture, back to the Old Testament, through the New Testament, um, all those things. The, the, we serve a big supernatural, all-powerful God, and mm-hmm. so you know people ask, "Oh, what's your what's your theology?" Well, I believe in a big God. I believe in a big God who loves yeah. and and shows tremendous grace. That's what I believe. Um, and so, day to day, though, I think it's so easy just to. We just kind of view God as a small God, a small faith. No, we serve a big God, so let's have big faith in a big God, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the encouragement today. Thanks to Rookie of the Year, that's, that's what that's right. what got me thinking about this. And
1: again, it's of course God is able to do all these things because what does Scripture tell us? God has granted salvation to sinners. How is that even possible when we really understand the weight of our sin and what that means and how that separates us from a holy god we eventually have to come to the conclusion i am hopeless by myself there's no way i can climb out of this but god god does it himself you can't pay your penalty i'm going to pay it for you Hmm. jesus who was god died for us and then arose from the dead and we're, when we're united to Christ through faith in Him, now we have right relationship with God. God did the, quote-unquote, impossible. What was impossible for us, He accomplished, because only He is able. That should give us completely incredible confidence that, of course, God could do the impossible, because actually what was impossible was for impossible for us to do, God has accomplished
0: in an amazing way. Amen. Let, let's not lose sight of that. And in one final par- parallel to Rookie of the Year. So here, Henry Rowan Gardner, he breaks his arm. Right, he's he's going for a, a fly ball during recess. Um, I feel like they were kind of messing with him, like, hey, go catch this, and he slips on a ball that's hidden in the grass, falls down, breaks his arm right before summer. Right. So think about it. being a 12 year old. You break your arm right before summer, and now you're out. You're out of Little League. You're out from, you probably can't get in the pool very easily, if at all. You know, all the fun that, that happens when you're 12. Oh, just think about being 12 in the summer. How great is that? But so all this happens, and you break your arm, and that's bad news. And so we can all relate to that, right? We, have, we, we can relate to broken arms in life. But in, in, in this movie, where we believe in the impossible, we see the impossible take place, that broken arm turns out to be an unbelievable, incredible opportunity for him to then have the ability to throw at, at an outrageous speed over yeah. 100 miles an hour and make it to the major leagues, all because of a broken arm, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so as followers of Jesus, we have to believe in that principle. That's not just a crazy Disney principle. No, that's actually, that's a, a principle that we can buy. Uh, and really it's a promise that that, that we can believe mm-hmm. and trust. And it's found in Romans eight twenty eight, And we, we talk about this as one of my favorite verses. And we know, this is the Amplified, with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. And so the, the, the broken arms of life, the, the, the broken dreams and situations and frustrating circumstances, all those things, God's working them out for good, for, for his plan, for his purposes, for his glory. And, and for our good, too. And, mm-hmm. and because we get to experience him, we get to fellowship with him, we get to grow in our faith, we get to see him move in, in amazing ways, and he changes us through all of that. So Romans eight twenty eight, that's the promise. And, and, and again, that's, the, that's the, the, the parallel and the reminder that we get from from Rookie of the Year, uh, which often <laughs> plays out in movies where bad things turn around for good. But, but that's, actually, that's actually true in our own lives.
1: Can't wait to watch the movie again. So there good.
0: Rookie so of the good. Year. Henry Rowengardner, run in my car. All sorts of funny. Uh, Rosengardner. It's great. It's great. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, did you Did you enjoy the movie Rookie of the Year? If you've got kids that are, you know, eight, nine, ten, whatever age, probably appropriate uh, for that for that movie. I think Maddie's still a little young for it. But um, but let me know what what, you, what your kids think of it and uh, and if you've watched it all these years later. Uh, would love to know your thoughts. I got some good emails from the devotional, uh, so so good stuff. But thanks to Luke. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today. Thanks to Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. We have big faith in a big God. So I hope that's true for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy the summer. Soak in the summer. Think back to when you were 12 years old. Enjoying the summer. Right, let's get back to that. We need to go play a little baseball in the, in the cul-de-sac. Wouldn't that be fun? That was my 12-year-old, 12-year-old summer. But anyway, have a great one. Thanks so much for listening to the Unpacking the Podcast.